Before I get started, I want to make this comment. Jesus said in Matthew 24, he said, when you see these things come to pass, look up. He didn't say be afraid. He said, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. It is good news that these things are coming to pass for the Christian. Do you know that there is an answer to every one of your problems if you will believe? Do you know there is an answer to every one of your problems if you will believe? The Apostle Paul taught it. If you will go with me to Corinthians 15 again. I'm going to begin at the beginning. It says, 1 Corinthians 15 uh, verse 1, moreover, brethren, and this is the Apostle Paul, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. This is the Apostle Paul speaking here to the Corinthians. The Corinthians was his first church that he started. You know, it's amazing. The Apostle Paul was a Pharisee. That is the strictest sect of his religion. He followed the law to the letter. He obeyed the Ten Commandments to the letter. He said he did them all blameless. But right here, he's not declaring under the Corinthians the Ten Commandments. And he is not declaring under the Corinthians the law of Moses. He's not doing that at all. Why not? I mean, he, he was taught under Gamaliel, and Gamaliel was the big guy. Why not? Because he met a man in the road named Jesus. And that Jesus totally changed the Apostle Paul. Totally changed him. And here he said, I declare unto you the gospel. The gospel. He is not declaring the Ten Commandments. He is not declaring the law of Moses. He is declaring the gospel. The gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Sorry, this thing just let go. He's just, okay. And wherein you stand. Wherein you stand. Do you know that word stand means fixed? It means established, committed to, wherein you stand. You stand in the gospel. You are fixed in the gospel. You are established in the gospel. What happens when you do that? Then the gospel works. Then it works. Go to verse 2. By which also you are saved. You are saved through what? You're saved through the gospel. You're not saved through the Ten Commandments. You are saved through the gospel. It says, which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. You, you know you could believe in vain? That throws out once saved, always saved completely. All right? Verse, verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received. And here is what Paul believed in. Here is what, what Paul walked in. Here is what, what Paul was fixed in, established in. Here is what Paul believed. 
For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. How can that be more powerful than the law of Moses? Well, it is. Do you know, have you ever heard somebody preach the law of Moses and someone get healed? Have you ever heard of somebody that followed the Ten Commandments to the letter and got the prosperous job they were looking for, got healed? Have you ever heard that? I grew up with people that believed the Ten Commandments. It didn't happen. But I had a grandma. I had a grandma who believed the gospel. I had a grandma that got a blood disease. Um, I can't think of it now. Blood cancer. Leukemia. Leukemia. Yeah, my grandmother got leukemia. And you know what? My grandmother overcame it. My grandmother lived, I think, 20 years after she got that. Why? She was healed with the gospel. With the gospel. You know, what? Um, I shared earlier, uh, several months ago, I had a family member that got sick when the whole world was getting sick and there was a big concern about her because she had other medical issues and also and when she got sick she she panicked and and she called me up and she was afraid and I got a hold of her at once she was a Christian she's baptized in the Holy Ghost I said girl I said are you born again she said yes I said then you have nothing to fear you have nothing to fear I said, if you die, you're going to be with Jesus. It's a win-win no matter what happens to you. You know what? That fear went away. And then we got to the gospel part. We got to believing with her. We got to praying for her. We got to praying. We got to believing the gospel that Jesus died for her, that he was buried for her, that he rose again for her. I got a call one day from another family member. They said, she's not doing so well. She can't get rid of the fever. I said, Jesus died, and he was buried, and he rose again. She will not die. Somebody already died for her, Jesus. Somebody already died for her, Jesus. And we kept praying, and we kept believing. And I said, I'm not going to talk to you much. I'm going to believe. I'm going to pray. And then another family member called me and they said, she's having a hard time breathing. She's on her way to urgent care. I said, that's fine. Jesus died for her. He was buried for her. She is not going to die. My believing that gospel, my committing to that gospel, my mixing my faith with the gospel, my hanging on to the gospel and not listening to what was happening to her, but believing that gospel, that gospel overcame her sickness. And when she got to the urgent care, you know what the the doctor said to her? They gave her all the tests. They said, your oxygen level's fine. They said, your lungs are clear. There is no fever. Your blood pressure's a little elevated. No kidding. You know what? She began to get healed that day, and it wasn't but a couple days she was out. She was tired, but she was out. You know why? Because my faith, I was fixed in the gospel. Now, I want to show you something about that gospel. I want you to go with me to Romans 10. 
there are two definitions of the gospel in the Bible. Did you know that? Actually, there's, there's lots. But there's one here that's expanded that really helps you to believe. And you get it, you get the direction for it in Romans 10. I'm going to begin in verse 9. Now thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And thou shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. There's your gospel. Thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. That word saved doesn't just mean born again. And you have to be born again for any of this to work. You have to be born again. But it doesn't just mean saved. It means healed. It means safety. Do you hear that? The gospel saved means safety. It means benefits. It means prosperity. It means peace with God. That's being saved. Entire salvation. Everything you need. For if with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him, that's Jesus, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why? Why? What do you put your faith in? What do you hang on to? What do you cling to? What do you commit to when everything around you is burning? Go to 14. It says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? Have you ever heard the name Jesus? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. That preach what? The gospel of peace. Not the Ten Commandments. Not the law of Moses. Not the Old Testament. Who preached the gospel of peace. You know that's in the Old Testament. This is run from. It says, and bring glad tidings of good things. And this is a verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. They have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? Right there. If you've ever been to American schools, you know by your context clues what the, where the definition of the gospel is. It's where Isaiah said, who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? It says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. As Isaiah saith, who has believed our report? Okay, we're going to go to that gospel. And we're going to go to Isaiah 53, where Isaiah speaks this. This is so beautiful. This is so wonderful. This is so powerful. Isaiah, a man, a prophet, spoke this 700 years before Jesus showed up on the earth. 700 years. Verse 1. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. This is Jesus that he's speaking of. 
And there is no, he has no form nor comeliness, for when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. You go up a couple verses above that, you see that Jesus was marred more than any man. Any man. Why? It says it here. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Now here is where I want us to see. Surely he has borne our griefs. This is the gospel that the Apostle Paul referenced from Isaiah. Surely he has borne our griefs. That word is sickness. Surely he has borne our sickness. That man, Jesus, on the cross bore our sicknesses. It says it right here. He bore our sicknesses. It says he carried our sorrows, our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. That word peace, our safety, our security, our prosperity, our healing, our peace with God, the chastisement of our peace, the punishment, whatever it took, was put on Jesus. And with his stripes, we are healed. When my family member was in, headed for the ur urgent care, this is where my faith was. This is where my commitment was. This is where my trust was. Not that she was sick. Not that she was going to get worse. But that Jesus, by Jesus' stripes, she was healed. She was healed. You say, you're crazy. Yes. So was Abraham. So was Abraham. Abraham had to believe when he had no child that there was going to be one. Yes. It says he considered not his own body. I didn't consider hers. I considered the words of God because I knew if I would put my commitment, my trust, my faith in these words, what Jesus did for her, then that faith would overcome anything that was in her. Took a little while, but you know what? We did it. She's alive and well, and there she's calling me up, wants to hear the gospel. Why? Because it saved her. That gospel can save you. Let's go on. Verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord, Jehovah, God, laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. There's where your sins went. On the body of Jesus. It says he was oppressed. And he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off. Out of the land of the living. Jesus died. Jesus died. And for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and he was buried. You see how this goes with, with uh, 1 Corinthians 15? And he made his grave with the wicked and with the riches in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased 
the Lord. It pleased Jehovah, God in heaven. It made him happy to make Jesus sick. It made him happy to bruise Jesus. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Why would God do that to his own son? For you. His love for you. His love for me. He took it from us and he put it on Jesus. He put it on Jesus. Oh, he knew Jesus could do this. He knew Jesus would come through. And he knew when Jesus came out of that grave, he was going to bring a whole lot of us with him. All right. It says, he put him to grief. When thou shalt see, make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. He bore yours. He bore every one of those sins that keep you awake at night. He bore them for you. And if you will believe, you can get rid of all that sin. Every bit of it. You can put it on the cross and you can walk away with no sin. All right? Therefore, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. There's your resurrection. There is your resurrection. Jesus bore your sins on his body. Jesus died with your sins on his body, marred more than any man. Jesus went to hell with your sins to pay for them. He took your sicknesses. He took your diseases. He took your curses. He took your poverty. That's why he looked so bad on the cross. And it made God happy that he did it. Because two days later, two days later, the father said that is enough. And he raised Jesus from the dead. There is where our faith has to be in. There is where we commit to. There is what we adhere to. There is what we hang on to when everything else is going down. There is your answer to every one of the problems that you have ever had. There is your answer to every one of your problems you are dealing with now. The answer is that Jesus died and he was buried and he took all that with him. And God raised him from the dead the third day. When Jesus came out of that grave, we were all healed. We were all forgiven. The sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf was accepted by God. And Jesus was raised from the dead. And so were you. There's where your sins are forgiven. There is where your poverty ended. There is where your healing is. If you will believe. If you will believe, if you will set your heart to believe, how can you do that? It says in Romans 10, if we go on, it says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Get that Bible out and read it out loud, starting in Matthew. Go through the New Testament, and then go through it again, reading it out loud, believing 
trusting in that God will show you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Because I tell you folks, that power that is in that gospel is for every one of us. It is for every one of us. That power is available to every one of us whenever we need it, if we believe. Amen? Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.